Hello and welcome to Superflans. My name's Tasty Morsels and this is a podcast about Bake Off and everything to do with Bake Off. I'm Tasty Morsels, so you already knew that. And I'm actually also baking bread this week. Ooh. Yes, as we speak, it's proving. Fancy. Yes. No, I'm I'm Sarah. Um I am not baking bread. Um I don't I don't bake. No. Yay. <laughs> bread week. Bread week. Yay. What a fun little week. Yes, there was yeah. lots to like about it. Um, yeah. I, I learned something about myself. I don't like when the contestants paint on the bread. So that's It that's feels something, a bit weird, doesn't it? Just, just a new, new, new hatred unlocked for me <laughs> to embrace and enjoy and be mad about. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> you really need to know what you're doing, I feel like, because there was some good paint and some bad paint. You'll have to tell me where the good paint was when we get to it because all of it was bad in my opinion. Mm. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> so, Sarah, Bread Week. Yes. We started off with an opening skit. I loved this as well. Oh, it was just so so simple, so straightforward. You've got you've got Noel and Alison sitting at a table, and Alison just starts firing quick fire questions at him, and and you know blah blah blah. And then Noel's like, "You'll have to ask Paul. What about this? You'll have to ask Prue. Do you know anything? Not really. How long have you been on this show? Seven years. Do you still find soggy bottoms funny? Of course I do. I'm not an idiot. Magic, yeah. magic. Simple, and then you know, easy done." You know, and, and then, they, they, you know, did you enjoy that? I really did. Me too. And Sarah's sitting on the couch and goes, me three. It was great. <laughs> Loved it. Perfect. No notes. Love it. Love it. How many baguettes out of five would you give it? It's five. No notes. Five baguettes out of five. Oh, wait. Bread week or the skit? The skit. Five. Five. Let's, let's rate them based on the theme each week. Why not? <laughs> Why not? All right. So. We have first up a signature bake. And for the signature bake, what we love to do is we love to talk about it, discuss the flavors and what the judges said, and then we're going to eat or yeet it, which basically means if we'd eat their flavor or if we'd yeet out of there. So Sarah, what was it this week? It was a cottage loaf. Yes, which I had never heard of. Um, Vague recollections of it. You've seen it before on the show, you reckon? Maybe I was drunk. I don't know if I've seen it on the show, but I've definitely kind of seen a cottage loaf, I feel. Mm. Yeah. So what, what they asked for was, you know, it had to be that classic cottage loaf shape, which is two round loaves, one smaller, stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically said it could be any flavour and they had two hours and 45 minutes. Um I think the contestants were quite like not jumpy, but like on edge this week. It's like bread week. Um, one of them said they were filled with bread dread. Um, that was it's like, yeah, there you go. It's like it's like they're all all of a sudden terrified of Paul again when you hit bread week. It's it's very funny. Well, he is the bread man of Britain. Like that's what he's known for. That's what he made his bread and butter on was mm. bread. Well. <laughs> Like I said, I didn't know what to expect here, so I actually didn't have any sort of, like, feelings going into it. Um, 
my partner did watch some, actually all of the episode with me, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> when we were watching them putting the two loaves together and then like rotting, so I think someone called it rotting it, um, <laughs> yeah, putting their fingers in and oh, everyone yes. was just, oh, we're so dirty, I was dying, and my partner just goes, <laughs> that was incredible. Oh Mr. Bear. Oh my indeed. Gosh. Gosh, gosh, gosh. So will we will we have a have a talk about what everyone made? <laughs> They're yeah, filthy, filthy get, loaves. Let's get to it. So first <laughs> off, we've got Saku's cinnamon and orange cottage loaf. So Saku was making, as you said, a, a cinnamon orange cottage loaf. She she put into it orange zest. She brought the cinnamon mm-hmm. from Sri Lanka from home. Love um, it. Hers, so I, again, I struggled a bit with this round uh, because I was so unsure about how it was supposed to look. I found some of them looked ones that I thought were less attractive. The judges seemed to be really excited by I mean, uh, this one I thought maybe her top loaf maybe hadn't risen as much as you would have liked. Yeah. Um, the judges said initially it looked pretty good, but the cuts had gone slightly awry. I think the idea is you are supposed to give they, – they were all supposed to have, like, a series of cuts to make the, the shape. Yeah, um, and it helps and release the, some letting, of the steam as well. Thank you, that's so the word. it doesn't get too gross in there. Um, they liked the colour and the height. Um the thing that I always forget about Paul in bread week is that he like really like gets in there and like just fingers that bread. Like <laughs> yeah, he, he just, manhandles he squishes it. it. Like Yeah. Um he said he got the cinnamon, not so much the orange. Um sorry, Prue said that. And um he did say overall it was a nice loaf. Mm. I think um Saku was one of the people who probably undercooked a little bit or, or underproved a little bit. Um yeah, Paul, read, Paul said yeah. if you had, you know, maybe 10 minutes more, that would have been something that was very good um, and, and told her well done. So it wasn't a bad review. Yeah, just not perfect. You know, not yeah. up to the Paul Hollywood handshake of a, of approval. No. 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 Um, next up we've got, oh, sorry, would you eat or yeet? It sounds like it could potentially be a, like a weirdly sweet, Bread. Yeah, I think while at the same would... time being savory, I'm I I think I'd I don't I think it could I think be I'd sweet. eat it. I think I'd eat it, but like I'd be like questionable. I think I'd toast it to eat it, and that'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so uh, eat for you as well. I eat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, with it with the right type of butter, I think it'd be quite nice. Hmm. All right, Maddie's olive and tomato cottage loaf. Yep. So this had olive, sun-dried tomato, parmesan, and some chili flakes in there as well. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm I'm sorry. There was just some dirtiness all round. Maddie had a giggle <laughs> when Paul asked him about his ball proportions, and then then Allison had a good chuckle as well. Um, Prue said this one was certainly rustic, um, but. When they cut it, they said it didn't look so bad. Um, they said it wasn't too overpowering. I think they'd been a bit, little bit worried with some of those flavours, which is interesting because I think they sound really 
traditional, but um, they said nothing was too overpowering. So the chili mm. and the chili came in at the end, which was, which was quite nice. Yeah, I thought it looked quite rustic. Like it was very kind of knobbly, but um, it's called a nice. cottage loaf. Like, surely rustic's like a, the point. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a deflated BB-8. <laughs> All right, would you eat or yeet? Um, I think I'd eat. Yeah, eat? I think I'd eat. Yeah, I'd eat it. I don't. I, I don't love olives in bread all the time, but can be quite nice and i think with other flavors it'll be good all right pick up your mic it wasn't my microphone it was my telephone oh. i knocked it off its stand cell phone telephone cell phone telephone sorry my mistake oh but i think i've just upset my microphone oh no something is making a funny noise Hello. No, it's all right. Sorry. I just, okay, I'm ready. What are we up to? Yes. Who are we on? Um, That's, Dana. is that Abby? No. Dana. Dana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So next we have Dana's Bradley Cooper Cottage Loaf. Strong pun work there. Love it. Yeah. Uh, So she made a chipotle chili paste, smoked cheddar, smoked paprika and bacon were her flavours. Um, oh, she had an interesting time. She smashed her bowl in her stand mixer. Yes. Uh, and I saw it coming. It was like her and someone else, they were on a much higher speed than you should be on when you are kneading bread. That's why the uh, bowl broke. Okay. Because what happens is, is the faster you go, the more pressure you're putting on the bowl with something that's a lot harder, a lot more tension in it, being dough rather than cake batter. Okay, or egg yeah, whites, which more, have no resistance. Yeah, more so resistance. So the bowl itself pushes against and the opposing forces crack it. Yeah. Physics! Physics! <laughs> Woo! Take care. Um, um, she flavors. Also, she she oh, also had a, she had a wild moment of saying she didn't have a photogenic memory. No one does. <laughs> what do you mean? Some people do. Photographic. Oh, yeah. She said photogenic. Well, I guess a photogenic memory would just be like a, you a really a attractive nice life, one. <laughs> a nice life with no cares. It's photogenic. I'll take your word for it. Um, Certainly not my life. So, uh, unfortunately, um, it ended up splitting quite badly. Um, the judges said it was underproved, probably needed another 10 minutes of proving. Um, but then, then they said the bake was really great and it was cheesy. Um, the smokiness came through. Unfortunately, because it was underproved, it was a bit doughy, um, but the flavours were good. Sorry, my video has cut out. Yes, it has. <laughs> Fully insane. Um, that sounds really lovely. I thought, like, the flavours that she used sounded really lovely. Um, a bit heavy, maybe? Yeah. Like the cheese in the bread. And so much smokiness as well. I guess if you balanced it right, it wouldn't be so bad. No, agreed. But I I think um, smoke is always a dangerous flavour, I guess. Um, Um, It can be very, um, not controversial, but like either you like smoky flavours or you don't. You know what I mean? It's quite... 
divisive. Yeah, agreed. I think for some people, especially with the like the chili and the smoke, that would be mm. quite heb- uh, bitter on the palate. Mm. Um, and, you know, could potentially burn you out. There we are. The camera's back, people. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Would you eat or yeet, Sarah? I think I'd probably yeet because Chipotle, if there's too much, it scares me. Mm, fair. Yeah. I'm gonna How about you? Eat, I'm going to eat it and then I hope that it is good. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. All right. So next up we have Rowan's Olive and Tomato Cottage Loaf. So he said it was Amalfi Coast inspired. Um, He said that was a very expensive holiday. You have to take out a mortgage. So it's a place he'd never go back to, which I appreciated. (laughs) Um, The main flavours were Kalamata olives and sun-dried tomatoes. Um, He was struggling a bit. When I said rotted before, I was wrong. When When Rowan said that they were rotting the bread, he actually stuck a rod in it to try to make it stand up straight instead of falling over. Oh. Um, but I thought it was really clumpy looking and the, like the mm. decorative choices were weird. He'd painted, I mean, I assume painted funny little S. Yeah. Well, what were, were they S's? supposed to be Mediterranean or something? I don't know. Maybe. I was... Yeah. I mean, Prue did say they kind of didn't really add anything. Yeah. Prue said, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Paul was like, it looks monstrous. It's a big loaf. Um, when they like sort of pulled it apart, they did say that the structure was spot on and they liked the colour and they said the olives were coming through beautifully, the tomatoes not so much. Um, and mm. as you say, yeah, Prue was like, what's with the little S's? Which I was like, yeah, Prue, I hear you, sister. <laughs> Maybe it just needed like peas in between so it's like pss, 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 pss. <laughs> Cabbage bread. Anyway, um, that was bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, the overblownness and just how big and balloon-like it was was a bit, yeah, bit, bit mm. much. <laughs> would you eat or yeet? I think I would eat. Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, olives and sun-dried tomato and all of those sort of, like, mm-hmm. salty um not pickled exactly, although obviously olives Brine. are obviously. Olives are obviously pickled, but um, and sun-dried tomatoes have like a sort of a marinatedness to them. I love all of that sort of yumminess. Um, yeah, the umami of it all. Yeah, um, so I think I'd definitely eat this one. Nice. I Although I'm it's not yeet. attractive. Yeah, I'm going to because it's unattractive <laughs> and I've already eaten... Um, an olive bread. So one one olive bread is enough for me. Totally fair. <laughs> Understood. Right. Next up is Nikki's roast garlic and rosemary cottage loaf. Yeah, so this was she'd used a Scottish sea salt, um, roast garlic and rosemary. Um I thought this one was quite uniform looking, which I realise mm. is a bit of a weird thing to say when it's, it's so novel. More of a but... UFO shape. Yeah. Um, the judges said it was quite dense inside, um, but they got a lot of salt. Um, Nikki said that she'd put salt in into the dough and then at the second proving she put salt in again with the flavours that she mixed in. Yeah. And, and is, Paul was like, you, you ruined the balance. It was just too salty. There was a lot of talk about salt in this episode, as we will, as we will see. 
Yeah. Mm. Would you eat or yeet? It's challenging mm. because garlic scares. Like I eat garlic. I quite enjoy garlic, but it does scare me because it can make me sick. Um, and garlic bread when it's like, and I realize it's roasted garlic here, but like, you know, when you get like proper old school, like garlic with it, garlic bread where they've like rubbed the garlic on it, mm-hmm. that is, oof, that does not work for me at all. And that means that often when anything, anybody says there is garlic in something bready, I think, oh, oh. So oh, I'd probably yeah. eat it. That is a very long way of way way of me around getting that is not a sentence that is a long about way of me saying yeet i'm gonna yeet it just because it's over salted cherry agrees i think that might be my partner being picked up for basketball Uh, fair enough all right next up we've got christie's cranberry rosemary and walnut cottage loaf yep so basically Multigrain flour, dried cranberries, chopped walnuts, and rosemary. Um, I don't know why this was the one that the judges decided to say, oh, that's a lot of flavours. I mean, I, I think a lot of other ones had just as many flavours going in. Um, but mm, I guess so. I, I Oh, I guess it's like a volume of stuff. Rosemary is such an interesting combination outside of turkey. Fair. But, I mean, I think Paul was worried that it was going to make the dough really heavy and wouldn't be able to rise with all of the bits and pieces inside. Yeah, cranberries are quite dense, aren't they? Mm. And nuts. Um, I didn't love how this one looked. There was a lot of sort of flour on the outside, which I know some people really like that, but I often find when there's too much flour on the outside of a piece of bread, it just makes me not enjoy it. I want to, I want to like, tap it all off and stuff. Yeah, if you can taste that it's real and it gets on you, that's too much. Yeah. Just to, you know, it should be baked enough that it takes on a little bit of flavour. Mm. I don't want to taste raw flour. No. Um, the judges loved the colour. They liked how she'd put her little um, venting cuts in. They said mm. it looked really appetising. Needed salt. But overall a decent loaf. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, I like the sound of the flavours. I think I, I'm really interested to see that as a bread. Mm. I guess if you ate it kind of with a roast meat, maybe actually that would be a really interesting mm. way. Like if you had like turkey, roast turkey with on it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds nice. Um, would you eat or yeet, Sarah? Yeet. It was not yeet. my jam. It just didn't look appealing to me. I'm going to eat it. Sounds all right. Sounds good. We've got Abby's Country Kitchen Cottage Loaf, or so was... a.k.a. Janice. Janice. Uh, so this was rosemary and smoked garlic. Um, it did not go well. I think something, mm. the second prove didn't rise the way Abby was hoping. Um, yeah. and, and we'd already been told that this was Janice. Um, and so when when Abby put Janice in the oven and then took Janice out, she said, oop, flat Janice, because it's like flat a pancake. Yeah. I do love flat Janice. Um, Prue asked Abby about how much garlic was in there because it sounds like garlic was a bit overpowering in the flavouring. Um, they couldn't taste the rosemary. But, again, it was quite a bland loaf and 
Paul said something interesting, and I don't know if it made a lot of sense to you, but Paul mm. said there wasn't enough salt in it and that by not having enough salt, it actually affected the structure of the bread. And I, I didn't really understand that comment. Does salt contribute to like the chemical reaction-y type things that's going it on in there? Must do. Because mm. too much salt can inhibit your yeast from activating. Mm. So maybe it like balances out certain aspects of it to make mm. a the structure a specific way. Uh, yeah, that's all. I, I mean, that's chemistry one hundred and one. This yeah. thing balances out this thing. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I, Prue, to be honest, I don't really know the answer. That's fair. Um, I thought Prue tried to sort of throw her a bit of a kindness by saying, oh, the crust is very nice, try that. But it was just Prue setting herself up to have another go about not there being not enough salt. She said, <laughs> with salt, it would be lovely. And I thought, well. Yeah, they went a bit hard on Abby, I felt. Yeah, poor Janice. Yeah. Good poor job, Janice. Janice. Poor flat Janice. Flat Janice. Would you eat flat Janice or yeet flat Janice? I would yeet Janice, because again, garlic and bread scares me. Fair. I'd have it maybe with a bit of cheese and some mm. smoked meats of hummus or something. That'd be quite nice. A bit of olive mm-hmm. oil to mm-hmm. help balance it out. You're good. You're good. I'm going to eat it. Why not? Okay. Brilliant. Josh's Nduya Pizza Cottage Loaf. So this was... Nduya sausage, olives, gruyere, basil. He said it was like a pizza. Um, he, again, was someone who put the flavours in after the first proof, which I think we saw mm-hmm. a lot of people doing all throughout all of the challenges this week. Yes, we did. Um, I was shocked that he didn't get a comment about there being so much stuff because, like, watching him, like, try to get all in was a bit wild, trying to fold all of yeah. the different what bits and pieces in. Sorry, what? What cheese was it? A Gruyere. I, I, I can't say Gruyere today. And Dan, a, But Dana's was a similar cheese to that. Yeah, it wasn't just about the cheese. Yeah. I think it was about the bits and pieces. Yeah, but yeah. Just, yeah. interesting that I think they're, they're very similar in kind of density. Mm. So the judges yeah, said it was yeah. a lovely colour, um, that it had mm-hmm. turned out quite nicely. They thought he'd got the proving right and that there was a nice balance of the cheese and the chilli. Um, Prue found it to be quite lovely and was surprised by that because she thought the cheese and olives were going to pull everything down and make it gluggy. And they didn't. So, yay. Yeah, you did pretty good. Yeah. Um, would you eat or eat, though? I think I'd eat. Yeah, I think I'd then eat. do you wouldn't. It's quite spicy. In yeah, I know. That's the thing. But, like, really like sausages <laughs> it's and not i get excited quite sausage in india yeah. it's but it's called it's basically it salami slash chorizo but just not in its casing it's just kind of like a like a mince yeah 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 clumpy like mince i still think so, i would eat it I, I, I oh actually it's quite smooth it. often because you can eat it raw because it's still mm. smoked yeah mm-hmm. it's really delicious i really like it Yes. I'm going to eat it. Nice. Nice, nice. All right, Dan's Wild Garlic Cottage Loaf. So wild garlic, rosemary, bacon, um, and sort of like a wild garlic pesto. Um, sounds like Dan, much like Abby, is also a bit of a forager. He likes to forage with his basket. Um, I think Dan's came out maybe the most like what I was expecting after they described them, like the way yeah. it, it looked. Yeah. 
Um, and the judges were really happy with it. Um, Prue said, if you saw that in a baker's shop, you'd buy it. It's rustic and appetizing. Um, it was funny because they said it was quite clever with the pesto going through it, but then the pesto wasn't distributed evenly. Yeah. <laughs> it just, just sort of on the edges. I think edges. it was like good idea, but it could have been done, executed a bit better. Yeah. So they said the flavour and the texture was good. It just needed to be more uniform with how the, the, the flavours were distributed. Yeah. I really loved the, like, burnished colour he got it on it. Mm. It looked like it had been almost done in, like, a wood-fired oven or something. Like a pizza or like, oven, yeah. Yeah, so, which I think is what gave it that kind of store-made, like a bed bread bakery. Breakery? Yep. Bread breakery? Yeah. Uh, what do you call those in French? Oh, oh, no, sorry. I've been watching Japanese films all weekend. My brain can't think of anything in a different language. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I just think it, it did look, and I think that gave him it gave it a look different to everyone else's, which was mm. a bit more uniform brown. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, would you eat a yeet? Yeet. Fair. I'm going to eat this one because I think it looked the best. It just, it sounds so garlicky. Probably. <laughs> uh, last off, we've got Tasha's roast garlic and rosemary malted cottage loaf. Yeah, so roast garlic and rosemary, shocking. Um, sunflower, pumpkin and poppy seeds, and apparently the rosemary came from her mum's garden. Her mum's little garden. Oh, her, oh, that's right. Yes, her mum's little garden, and she, she was worried that her mum would be upset that she'd outed her as having a little garden on TV. Because <laughs> um, it's her pride and joy. Tasha was funny, though. Everyone was knocking on the bottom of the bread, and she said, I can't hear that. <laughs> Checking if it's cooked. Um, I thought hers was quite pretty. I thought it came out quite yeah. nicely. It looked, um, it looked quite lovely. Yeah. Paul said that he thought it was going to be dense, because of all the the, the, the the sunflower, pumpkin and poppy seeds being added in. But Prue was really high on it. She kept saying, you know, I'd be so proud if I'd done it. Um, she said, I wish I'd made it. Mm. Um, apparently it was dense, but nevertheless it was delicious. Um, did you think Paul was prepping to give a handshake? He did like this funny, like, he's like this funny yeah. rubbing his hands together thing. Like I thought he was like brushing it off his hands to get ready and then it went nowhere. And I was like, mm, what's the point of that? Handshake tease. Yes, handshake tease. Absolutely. <laughs> weird. Weird, weird, weird. So next up, Sarah, we have the technical. And this week it was a Devon split. Devonshire splits. A oh, Devonshire split, sorry. Yeah. So I mean, Devon for... split would probably involve that gross meat. <laughs> I quite like Devon to this day, to be honest. Ugh, ugh, I can't. No, sorry. It's all right. Anyway, and depending on which state. Talking or... about that today. Well, depending on which state or territory you're in in Australia, it's not called Devon. It's like the great potato scallop debate. <laughs> We all know it's potato scallops, but anyway. Correct. Uh, so it was a batch of eight delicious Devonshire splits, uh, mm -hmm. soft, light enriched dough buns that are split and then filled with homemade strawberry jam and freshly whipped cream, and they were given two and a half hours to bake them. Yeah. And the clue from 
poll this week was it's all about the timing. And Alison said, I'm going to put that on my Instagram. And I agree, Alison, it's useless. And I was mad and I turned to my partner and I, oh, useless. So, and I said, I think that's the same hint that was given last week. And I, I went and looked at my notes and it's it's not quite, but it might as well have been. This week was it's all about the timing. Last week it was use your time wisely. Infuriating. Boo. Be helpful. Yeah, there's negligible differences in those statements. <laughs> so um, I they look beautiful. Like I, I, I thought they looked like a really lovely sort of quite traditional mm, yummy sort of cream British, bun. British high tea type thing. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. I think I said it was two and a half hours they were given for this bake. Mm-hmm. And Paul was talking about sort of like. Two proofs. But they were, each of them were 45 minutes. That's an hour and a half. You've got two and a half hours. Yeah. It's supposed to take an hour and a half of proving. It's not a lot of time for baking and cooling because well, you've got to cool them down the or the cream's just like, going to melt straight out. It was like a 20-minute bake time, wasn't it? I don't think it was that long, actually. I think I think it was 15. Yeah, that's pretty achievable. If you, mm. if you keep to it, you should be able to achieve that in that time. Those buns wouldn't take that long to cool once you split them. Mm. Although I, maybe you need to split them first. No, you probably need to let them cool before you split them. Because if you try to cut them before they've cooled down too much, won't it get sort of torn and not not sliced easily? Yeah, and um, the inside won't won't be fully cooked. It'll be like mushy. Mm, okay. And all bread, you need to like let it sit for a bit before you cut into it. Mm. So what we like to do for the technical. Uh, is we want to just, before we hear the judges' um, final ranking order, once they've given their critiques, we like to go away and we like to write down who we think are the top three and who we think are the bottom three. Mm. So, Sarah, who were your bottom three this week? I thought Rowan, Abby and Dan were going to be in the bottom three. Who had you picked? Mm. I picked Rowan, Abby and Dan. Ah, interesting. <laughs> we picked the same people. I think it was <laughs> the bottom bottom was quite clear this week. I look, I thought it was. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dan just made that crucial mistake early on where he's like, didn't put the, to put the sugar, sugar in. in. <laughs> and it's it's a sweetened enriched dough, so it's it's crucial that you get that little bit of sweetness in there. Yeah, and I think um, the feedback was that brittle. Yeah, somehow it had, it had mucked around with the the texture, mm. and and I think also it, it might have because his were very small, and I think the not having the sugar possibly added to the lack of um, rise and things as well. Yeah, yeah, when, when proving the yeast also feeds off sugar. Yeah, to reproduce. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it gives a different texture if you don't have it in there to feed mm. off it. Who had you picked as your top three? My top three were Christy, Saku and Tasha. I had said Saku, Tasha and Nikki. Ooh. But even though I've just written these notes out, I don't actually remember who the top three were. So will we? I can tell you. Will we have a look at, uh, at the rankings? I'm hide the tab in my spreadsheet that tells me the order. Uh, so our bottom three were in ninth place. We had uh, it's tenth, tenth. Oh, sorry, tenth place was we had Dan. 
not surprised. Yep. Um, and, and also no he had like no, he had no color on his either. Like, yeah. and I wonder if that also was why there was no. But um, as you said, they they said it crumbles, um, and it was dry on the mouth. Um, but it was too small, underproved, bit tough, but good jam. <laughs> At least he got one thing. Yeah. Yeah. In ninth place was Rowan. Yes. His were, I believe, quite underproved. And they were irregular as well. Some were really small. Mm. Um, and I think Paul said as soon as you press on them, they go back to dough. And <laughs> they're really dense. Um, oh. So that was a bit sad for poor old Rowan. Uh, Rowan did make me laugh. Um, I see. He was like, oh, I'm looking around. It says don't confer, but it doesn't say anything about not looking around because a lot of people <laughs> were really not sure what these were going to be. Um, so the the, I guess it's hard to go wrong with round bun, cut it in the middle and fill with cream. Like you, it's, it's. But is it but, vertical slice? Is it a horizontal slice? Like, I mean, is it, if it's not perfectly round, you do it on the longer edge or the shorter edge? Like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these are all, I mean, everyone seemed to get it about right. I think everyone had at least an idea of what it should look like. Yeah. I'd say it's a pretty iconic British thing. Mm. Um, and also we did have people trying to hide their mistakes with the icing sugar, Abby in particular, yes. who yes. Uh, who was in eighth. Yes, Abby was um, eighth. And Abby got the terrible, terrible um, observation of these are small, like golf balls. Hmm. You never want anything described as golf balls in baking. In baking. Unless you're trying to make fake golf balls, then they look like golf balls. It's perfect. (laughs) Um, Bake off. It also, not only were they really dense, they were also yeasty to taste, which is never good. No. Yeast is not a very nice flavour. No. All right. So in third place this week was. Are we going to miss out seventh, sixth and Fifth and fourth? Uh, yes. the middle, they're all the same. They're all just underproved. Okay. <laughs> Every almost everyone was underproved. This, yeah, it was, this challenge. It was the very common feedback. I was like, oh, that's well, gonna make like, it hard to judge. Well, but like I said, maybe if they'd given been given three hours instead of two and a half, the proving would have been But then it would have been too easy for everyone to do well. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so in third place, speaking of people who did well, was Dana. Neither now, of us. Day- got- did no, you get Dana? And, uh, no, I don't think I did. Let me check no, my you notes. Didn't. No, I said Saku, Tasha, Tasha, and Nikki. Um, Dana was one of the people who seemed quite excited by this challenge. Actually, she said, um, "I'm familiar with them. They're a bit like donuts, and I love donuts. <laughs> I don't think they're anything like donuts, but that's okay. Well, donuts are an enriched dough. Mm. So she, she again, unshocking, unshockingly, unsurprisingly, um, underproved. Um, but yeah, not a lovely flavour and soft. So that's that. Those are both good things. Yeah. In second place, we've got Tasha. Hmm. Um, Tasha was the only one who forgot the icing sugar. Yeah, um, it sounds like that would have maybe pushed her into first if she'd gotten it. It's I'm possible. Sure. Um, hers were very very good. Um, underproved, slightly good texture inside. Jam was good. No icing sugar for some reason. Crucial step missed. 
Mm-hmm. Experience ruined. <laughs> Devastating. Devastating. But in first place was Saku. Mm-hmm. Her, f- her first kind of shining moment, which I'm excited for her. Yeah, big win for Saku. Um, they said they were well proved. Yeah. Um, big and light, good jam. The cream, I mean, one thing that did happen in this challenge was um, Noel and Alison said, you've got five minutes to go, and the number of people who still had, like, no cream <laughs> in their buns yeah. was horrifying to me. Um, so uh, the, just whacking that that cream in and smushing those strawberries on top was absolutely <laughs> an approach taken by several people. Exactly um, included. Yeah. But there, but there was lots of cream, and Prue likes lots of cream, so that she worked does, out well. Yeah. Um, they said the bun was excellent. There was nice tension. Flavor on the mouth was good, and it was well proved. Again, yeah, well proved. So yeah. I think I think Saku's the only one who managed to get like a good prove on hers. Oh, there you go. I think almost everyone else was told they were underproved. Yeah, I can't remember anyone else really getting good glowing comments like that. Well, I mean, because that was, I mean, when. Um, Paul sat down and did his talk. He really like focused on the proving and said it was the thing that was key to success. So yes, absolutely. Not a surprise that they were really like laser focused on that. Yeah, for sure. Good job, Saku. We. Right. So finally, we have our showstopper. Yay. And the showstoppers this week were plaited centerpiece loaves. Yeah, and they could be sweet or savoury, but they needed to use two different types of flour and they needed to include bread plaiting. And they had four hours for this challenge. I love a bread sculpture. I still rave about that lion from Mm -hmm. a million Mm -hmm. years ago. I loved it so much. Such a good lion. Yeah. It was so clever. And. Coming back to the painting your bread situation. Hmm. What about if it's painted before it bakes? Because then no. it looks more well, part no, of the sculpture rather than you just well, painted bread. So we'll get to it. But I'm pretty sure Tasha painted hers before she cooked the snakes and I did not like it. Okay, fair, fair. Um, but if you look at if you look at the, the bread sculptures that I think are particularly... Um, successful over the years, they're the ones that use the natural colour of the flavouring or the type of flour mm-hmm. that they've used to influence how the the sculpture itself comes out. Yeah. I just, I think it's to more give it clever. contrast. I think, I mean, and, and we'll see there are a couple here where I think people have done a really good job and there are a couple who have used effective colouring in places Mm -hmm. um but but yeah overall yeah the painting really made me mad (laughs) funny all right so before we get to the bakes Mm. what is your proof is in the proving (laughs) bread sculpture this week sarah what is your ultimate showstopper that you would do my breadwinner. Um, Your breadwinner. Why did we not come up with that one the first time? It's the first thing I said, Tasty. Oh, was it? Oh, God. Yes. It's late. <laughs> so I I struggle every week with these, but this one in particular 
was very tricky for me to think of what I would do. I, I sort, sort of had like a think about flavors mm-hmm. to start with. And I think I would go very like Baker's Delight traditional. Ooh. I'd be going like a cheesy mite kind of scroll Love situation. It. Well, if it's British um, Bake Off, it has to be cheesy Marmite. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Keep going, keep going. Hard no, um, and or like a and a, or like a cheese and bacon pull apart type sort of situation, yeah. Um, and then use that as like my my st- setup to to do the plating with those sorts of doughs. Um, I think I would be tempted to do something that's sort of more a design rather than a thing. I didn't think that it was. I didn't think that it was a requirement that it had to be a picture. But then as I was writing that in my notes, Paul says he wanted to see a picture made of bread braids. So perhaps I misunderstood the brief. (laughs) I misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) Yeah. How about Uh, you, Tasty? Oh, what would I do? I think I would probably do... Would doing head braids on a head be too obvious? Braids on a head. I mean, no, no, no. I think I think that could be quite clever if you're doing something like that. Um, that's leaning into the th- into the the task rather than yeah. Actually, you know what I would do? I mm. do like a um, like a basket, but like a a very fine like jute braid so really thin kind of thinner bread braids maybe lined up and then you make a little like vase of that and then have some bread flowers that you plait maybe bigger plaits for that that's what I'd do and then use use like um more kind of like spinach and um sun-dried tomatoes to like give color and paprika and just kind of earthy flavors yeah. yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think it'd be nice. Anyway, very very like Van Gogh almost. But yeah, I yeah, probably yeah. would I would probably paint the bread. Just a little, just a little just little touches. <laughs> All right, let's get to talking about the bakes. Okay. All right. So first up for the bakes, we have um uh, when the video catches up, we have Josh. Okay. <laughs> so we've got Josh's tiger mascot plaited centerpiece. Um, okay. So Josh made this with his two different doughs were can- Canberry, I beg your pardon, Cranberry yeah. and Orange and Chocolate and Orange. Oh, look, more Jaffa flavours um, to create oh, yeah. a tiger stripe effect and he is so funny listening to them all talking about oh how many strand oh this is a six strand plat oh this is a nine strand plat i'm just doing three um very cute um i loved this i loved this so much it's so cute and you know exactly what it is i thought it was super effective and this was one case where because he i think he must have i'm not sure if he colored the dough the orange dough for the eyes with paint or with a dye or something, but that was forgivable. Whatever it was, I thought it was perfect and yeah. didn't, look, didn't look tacky or, or nasty. It almost looked like it was like like coloured cookie almost. Like yeah, maybe crisp, and maybe it was. Maybe, maybe it wasn't bread. It, it may have just been dead dough. Um, I loved it. Paul said that he thought it was amazing, um, really effective. 
uh, chose wisely with the does to get those two sort of differing depth of colour. Mm-hmm. And they were just blown away by how he managed to get the face shape just through the plaiting. Like they were like, it's amazing. And he got re- like really good, really I'm good. I'm um, surprised he didn't get a handshake from the presentation alone. Yes. Um, they said it was absolutely delicious, fantastic flavours, yeah. all same textures, which apparently he shouldn't have been able to do with the two different doughs. Oh, well. um, and well. they they said ingenious, excellent. Like, yes, I loved it. I he thought did it was great. really well this week. Yeah, I thought he had a good week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was yeah, an ingenious too. design. The little, like, breadstick whiskers were great and just really thoughtful use of plaiting. Uh, yes. Great, great job. Really well done. Next up, we've got Nikki's Angus the Highland Cow, our second Highland Cow of the season. Yes, I actually had to go back and double check um, that it wasn't two Highland Cows from Nikki, but it wasn't. The first one was from Josh in, in Cake yes. Week. Yes, correct. Um, um, so looks great. Um, so, yeah, it was um, Angus. Uh she did both savory and sweet doughs, which I don't love. But um, was it all the plats? Were they platted together, the savory and sweet? No. So, or was like it the, the horns were the, different. The horns and the I think it was the horns and the hair. No, wait, I've got it wrong. I've actually written it down. I don't it's know why the I'm trying horns to remember and the it. Face. So, the pecans and dates were in the face and the horns, mm-hmm. and the hair um, was the Compte cheese and lardens. That's fine. And actually thinking yeah, and of the flavours, comfy cheese and, and on would probably go with pecans and dates anyway. Yeah. I just, I thought this was quite clever. I thought you knew what it looked like. Mm. Uh, sorry, you knew what it was from what you looked at. Um, and I think the judges thought it was quite beautiful. Um, I think Nikki's issue with this one was that uh, much like Dan in the first round, her dist- distribution of flavours weren't well mixed in. So, um, you know, they said they were getting the cheese yeah. but not the bacon. They didn't get pecans in some really big hunks of bread. And when you got a pecan, it was great. But when you didn't, it was just bread. What are you going to do? Yeah. When they come for you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next up, we've got Maddie's The Hammer Plattered Centerpiece. So is this a football <sighs> team thing? Yes. I don't know. This is a very straight man bake. Oh my god! And and he even he even opened the whole the whole segment like opened with Maddie making a joke about how he doesn't have much experience plaiting. I was like, ha ha ha! Yes, we get it. You're a boy. Um, and then and then he did like the the friggin' football shield for West Ham and like ugh. Um, on the plus side, Allison and Prue both made fun of his team, so that was wonderful. Uh, so the flavors he did like a turmeric cumin and curry powder um he did a sun-dried tomatoes basil and red onion and he did a cheddar and jalapeno so he did three different doughs uh, maybe he should have concentrated on two um the judges seem pretty excited by the flavors honestly tasty i don't think concentrating on two flavors instead of three was going to save this design <laughs> okay um the design it, yes what, it was bad what, West Ham supporters are obsessed with the blue and claret. I remember watching one of the claret's like a maroon, like like a like a red wine color. It's like a burgundy, oh, okay. a burgundy yeah. maroon. It's it's just a, it's just a, a dark red. 
um, but it's claret to all West Ham supporters. Right. One of those, like, shows on Foxtel a million years ago that was, like, don't might have been called Don't Tell the Bride and, like, the bridegroom did all of the organising. There was one I watched where he decided that their colours were going to be the West Ham colours. So this poor woman got married and the colours at her wedding were blue and claret. Is that how you know about this? That's, I mean, also the partner is a mad football fan. Oh, okay. I was wondering where this information was coming from. It doesn't sound like you at all. They talked about the claret and blue. I worked at the sports place. I I know sports. Oh, that's true. That's true. Rude. Yes. Cheeky. Very, um anyway, I thought it was I thought it was ugly. Um I thought the paint looked like paint. Oh, it looked awful. Yeah, and like I guess I guess if you knew what you were looking for which was like the shield, the you know, the two hammers and the shield and the thing underneath, I guess you could recognize what it was, but I didn't want to eat that. And like Paul <laughs> Paul says, I hope you're allowed back on the ground, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and Prue was like, that's a bit rude. <laughs> it was a bit biscuity, bone dry. They liked the chilies and the chili dough, actually. They, they said that the bread, the, the, the third bread that had the chili in it, they said it was beautiful, mm-hmm. but the rest of it, like, this was a miss. Massive yeah, miss. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't. He's lucky he did all right in the first two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I can say. <laughs> All right, we've got Saku up next, and she did Peacock on a Branch, Plattered Centerpiece. So she had, oh, my God, bigger than her. Um, (laughs) So she had a garlic and rosemary and a seeded. So I was having trouble with Alison's accent, I think. Was she saying spelt dough or spout dough? Probably spelt. That's a flower you use. I have spelt dough. I, I mean, I've made stuff with spelt. I mean, for someone who doesn't bake, we I think we made pasta with spelt dough, um, yeah. with spelt flour. Sorry, um, and she had pumpkin seeds as well. Um, I thought this was one example where I didn't mind the painting. So like, she sort of painted the body. Oh, it was the, the neck head and, and neck, head. Yeah. head and neck of the the peacock were blue. Um, I really liked this. I thought it was really beautiful. I thought it was big in the right sort of way. Yeah, I don't think it was maybe overly complicated or overly intricate. It was no, but it, but it worked. Plats, it was effective. But it was effective. And it yeah. was that simple thing of, you know, when you put shapes together in a specific way, they form an image. Your brain recognises them mm. rather than mm-hmm. if they're disparate images, different mm. shapes um, with space in between them. So I think she did really well. Yeah. I, I liked said it, it was... that she thought of different ways to decorate it so it looked like a peacock like yeah putting the olives kind of um or whatever it was in pumpkin seeds in in the plat so that it looked like the kind of jewel like section of a peacock feather sorry i thought you meant the body with that illusion and that was really clever yeah absolutely um so paul said it was quite striking but Mm -hmm. unfortunately bits of it were were underproved um and i think it didn't taste or the texture wasn't there and didn't taste great. They said it was gluey, bland, and dense. Um, they said the rosemary and garlic bit, the flavour was there but quite dry. She kind of got damned with, um, damned by the praise. Prue said, it's impressive bread art but disappointing to eat. That's that's not great feedback. That's not what you want to hear. Not on Bake Off. No. Not on Bake Off. No. All right. 
Rowan's a bread Rowan tree. Bladder centipedes. Has has no one seen a tree before? <laughs> I don't, do Rowan trees look a specific way? They must. For I'm just thinking think we had this is a convincing tree. We we had two trees in this round. And I am convinced that neither of the bakers has ever seen a tree in their life. I thought the bottom of his tree where the roots, the plaited, kind of looked like knobbly roots, especially with the texture he went for. I thought that was kind of effective. I thought the top just looked messy. Tacey, I think it just looked like big hunks of bread. <laughs> fair, big hunks fair, of bread. Right. Uh, so it was a sweet curry wholemeal loaf and a marzipan trunk. Um, and also a bacon and parmesan crown of the tree uh, with red berries, but I think they were just painted blobs of bread. Not sure. I couldn't. That wasn't clear. Um, but Maybe Prue like glace or something. Prue loved it. She said it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it must have just looked better. How it person. looked. How it looked. I and I, I don't. I, obviously, I lost something in translation from the TV to my eyes. You know what? I didn't like how he like had this really heavy backboard that it was the top was resting on. Mm. It took away from the illusion of it being a bread sculpture. Mm. I don't know. I just felt like he needed a better support system for it. Well, his dad made that. Well, his dad didn't do that good a job. Um, so they said that the, um, so the, the sweet curry wholemeal bread, um, there was too much curry. It, the, the dough was raw inside. Intense. Um, they said there was so much curry, the yeast couldn't do its job. Um, then they also said that the bacon and parmesan bread was overflavored as well. So that by the time they got to the marzipan trunk, they were just relieved that it wasn't so strongly flavored after the oh, other two breads, dear. which is not good. <laughs> This week really threw some people, didn't it? Yeah. But I mean, some people who have been fairly confident in previous weeks, and this week it's just but bread is clearly not their thing. But isn't bread like just because you can make muffins or you can make good cake, that doesn't necessarily, necessarily translate to being good at baking bread? Like, bread is a very. You can make mediocre bread fine. Anybody can really make bread. But it's you don't want to be making mediocre hard. bread on yeah, Great British Bake Off. That's what I'm saying. Like, because <laughs> bread is a science. There's a lot of maths and science that you yeah. need to think about, which is about, I think we've done this spiel, but the oh. old episodes aren't online anymore, so we'll do it again. Um, basically, the bread soaks up the water and you need to basically do the maths on how the type of bread you have, the type of flour you have, how much it will soak up and then how much water you want to do and what ratio of water to bread. So it's like 50% hydrated so that when it does its prove and the chemical reactions happen and the yeast grows, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, yeah. there's a lot, there's this, from something that's such a simple process of just mixing flour, water, salt, and some leavening agent, either yeast or sourdough starter or a soda bread, which uses soda bicarb to help leaven it. Mm. There's a lot of maths and thinking that can radically change, and it's just a little bit too much water or not enough of the yeast. Like it's it's pretty interesting, but also really and, boring at the same time. But also, <laughs> uh, and also, boring aside, we've seen in the technical proving for the right amount of time makes a huge difference. Mm. So there's there's a lot to it it's not just like whack it in 
and you you sort yeah. it. It's not like a muffin in reference to what you said, where it's kind mm. of you mix it until it looks mixed, and then it'll probably turn out okay. Yes. Like yeah, it, it's a lot more delicate than that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and then when you're trying to juggle different shapes of bread and different sizes and different flavors, and each of those ever so much changes. Obviously, Rowan went too much, so it killed the bread. Mm. Uh, you might so you might go a bit lighter, and then you can't flavor. Then the flavor doesn't come through. It's hard. Yeah, bread week is a hard week, but it's also a really creative week. I feel. Because yeah. bread carries so many flavors well. Yes. Yeah. All right. Dana's tea beside the sea plattered set base. So Dana was making like a Excuse picnic me. basket kind of form. Uh, she had a green chutney dough, which was sort of inspired by these green chutney sandwiches that she used to have as a kid. Um, so that was like a coriander, garlic, and ginger. And then the other bread was a sun dried tomato and parmesan. Lovely. She um she used a metal bowl as a mould, mm-hmm. um, which is common. We've we've seen people do it over and over and over, so we're mm. we're used to that. Um, she was saying it had collapsed once when she was practicing, and that the night before she had had a nightmare that her bread collapsed. <laughs> um, so she was she's not taking any chances, and she was saying to um, I want to say she was talking to Nikki. Oh, it might have been Christy actually. She was saying that she was letting it cool on the bowl because previously she'd taken it off and that was possibly when it collapsed and she hadn't let it cool enough before she yeah, took it off. the structure is still soft. But I think she did herself in because it still crinkled. And um, Paul actually gave the feedback that you shouldn't let it cool on the bowl um, oh. because by leaving it on the bowl it lost its crispiness because it sweated uh, as it cooled down and then sort of made it, I don't think Paul said soggy, but that's sort of what it was. Um, it was funny. She presented, this was not the best looking presentation. Um, was, as as Prue said, uh, it looks so much better without all this tat, yep. <laughs> which is such a like upper middle class word for your thing was full of crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they said the flavour was great. They said it tasted really, really well. Yeah. Really well, really great. <laughs> same, same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. So... Fine, but not super successful, I guess. All right. Christie's honey and chocolate plattered centerpiece. What was the shape she was originally going for? So what she did, what? so she she was making a honey um, hala. I said that wrong. I'm so sorry. Um, Hala? Yes. And a chocolate and almond butka. And the chocolate and almond butka was plattered into a smaller wreath. Mm-hmm. And the hala was plaited into a bigger wreath, and the idea was that they were supposed to nestle inside each other. So, uh, okay, of... so this one was more abstract. Yes, um, and I think they both expanded too much to be able to do that because the Oops. littler one did not fit inside the bigger one, um, and which meant that it sort of lost that whole sort of centerpiece impact. Yeah, they looked. Delicious. I thought they were both quite pretty, but I but it the, was the not... bigger hollow one almost looked like a really big crispy cream. The way it was glazed, so yeah, beautifully. it was so shiny, so yeah. shiny in in like the best possible way. Um, but it wasn't a centerpiece, unfortunately. Mm. It was two lumps of bread. Yeah, they were both beautiful, right. yeah, but I'll it wasn't a centerpiece. 
and I'm not I'm not mad at it. I thought what she created looked lovely, but it wasn't. It was two pieces of bread. <laughs> all right, all right. You know, yeah. um, but Prue was really excited. She said it's beautiful, and I actually want to eat it. Oh, um, oh, that's a scathing criticism of everyone. Of else. everyone else, right? <laughs> And I they said actually it, want to eat your bake. <laughs> they said it was beautiful. They said they were both very light. They both had good texture. Um, both really good breads. They they really liked it. Love it. I definitely would have. I, I would have had a little nibble nibble on that one. Um, mm. Abby's my favorite tree plattered centerpiece. Yep. It that's looks some like a tree. Boab. Boab tree, those trees in Africa yep. that are always in the. Yep, kind sure. Looks like that. Okay. She's been well, all over the world. She lived in Tunisia. That's yep. In Africa, so, isn't it? yes, yes. Um, so one was walnut and Stilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wild garlic and nettle and dock flower. I think. Um, yes. Or was the dock flower different to the nettle? So she had garlic and nettle. Sorry, you're right. So there was the walnut and Stilton, the garlic and nettle, and then there was the dock flower stuff. Gotcha. Um, again, for everyone actually, everyone was making huge lumps of dough. There was huge amounts of kneading of these huge lumps of dough. I think, I think Abby said one of her pieces had a kilo of flour. Gosh. Right. Huge amounts. Um. I was not excited by how this looked, unfortunately. I felt a bit bad for Abby, but this was not a strength for her. It looked a bit rudimentary. Well, that's exactly what Paul said. Paul said <laughs> the design <laughs> is rudimentary. I've been watching Bake um, Off for too long. I know exactly what Paul's going to say now. <laughs> they said that the walnut and Stilton needed more Stilton. Um, I think they really liked the garlic and nettle. They said it, it was extremely green uh, in a good way. Um, but it was quite dense and it needed to be more open, less sort of cake-like in, mm-hmm. in its texture. Yeah, I could see how it, um, adding but, all that moisture and fibre would, yeah, make it a bit yeah. buggy. But they, they really liked the flavours. Um, Paul said that they're unusual and some of them I've never had before and I like that. So, Yeah. Well, Abby really wanted to show off her foraging again. So she did. She got to do that this episode, which was good. Dan's stuffed crust pizza. Oh, Dan. I this hated was this. not your showstopper. It, but, like, I thought it was going to be rubbish even before, like, everything went <laughs> off the rails. Like, I was like, really? You're spelling the word out. The the, the word pizza, you're spelling it out in bread. Cool, it dude. Seems like. It's a terrible what? idea. What? Yeah, it's just. This is great British bake-off. Why the word pizza? Lift your game, son. (laughs) And he also decided to do perhaps, um, I guess possibly what I was talking about doing if I were doing this, Uh, but he put separate strands with the fillings rolled in individually. So rather than like mixing it all into the dough, he rolled each piece. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, Sorry, I haven't told you what the flavours were. Um, he had a <laughs> hated it that much. <laughs> mozzarella, fennel sausage, um, and endure. I can't say it. Endure. Endure. sausage, um, and then he had a truffled salami, truffled cheddar, and smoked provolone. I think he was just doing too much. He had so much to do, and he ran out of time so quickly. And then he ran out of dough. 
Yes. Like, was he not measuring? Where's your mathematicalness? Uh, I think um, he didn't practice this one as much as he could have because I think yeah. he would have realised he needed to bring it down. He was not happy with himself. Oh, no. Like, and, I mean, so what he ended up doing was making a couple of letters out of dead dough, which I guess just doesn't prove or doesn't have anything Yeah, it's basically it. just like really, and, really hard. And he, he chucked, you know, he chucked a little bit of a tantrum. When they called time, he threw something out. And I was like, okay, well, I don't love that sort of behaviour, but I guess it is very full-on emotions-wise in the tent. I mean, we've all seen, you know, the episode where a whole cake, ice cream cake, I think it was, was dumped oh, into a bin. yes, yes. Well, one of the most controversial moments where he suicided on camera. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what Dan thought he was going to make, but, like, this was not it. And the judges were like... These aren't baked. That colour's wrong. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Um, there was nothing good to say about it. No, I, they said, um, did you run out of time and take it out before the baking was finished? Yeah, he did. Um, some of it was raw. And then Prue. <gasps> Prue did the, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> she said I... to him, she said, we all know you can do a hell of a lot better than that. This is so unlike you. And I was like, Prue, don't kick the man while he's down. Disappointing. Yeah, I mean, this is only week three. And he's star baker in the first week. Yep. And then he produces this. But, oh. but bread is different. Bread is not cake. It is different, yeah. And particularly when it comes to the decorating. Like with cake, you're decorating or you're designing or whatever you want to call it. The bulk of it happens post the bake yeah if you're doing bread the decorating is done with the baking you do it beforehand yes exactly in the construction that's exactly the right way to put it Mm. all right we've got tasha's medusa plaited centerpiece Mm. so she sort of made a medusa with with snakes for hair um so she did like a pastrami and cheese and then a pistachio and pesto. So the pastrami and cheese was sort of for the face and hands. Mm-hmm. And the snakes were a pistachio pesto. I feel like I would like to have seen the snakes without the painting because the dough was quite green before it went in. Obviously, it's not going to hold that same, like, hardcore green, but I hated the painted on green. Like, I thought it was gross. I didn't hate it. I think the overall image, it worked. I, I thought it was a bit clumsy, go, but it is brand, well, so I can't be too You know what it reminded me of? Those portraits that people did of where it's um, all the different, like, food pieces and it forms a face. Mm. You remember those? And they're, like, laid flat and it's, like, you know, meatball eyes and yeah, capsicum yeah, yeah. lips or whatever. Like, I think it was a Sesame Street segment or something. But, yeah, no, no, I understand. Um, Paul loved it. He said it was a work of art. This, I'm surprised, did not get a handshake. Yeah. um, Prue loved the beautifully plaited hands. They said the hair was very, very clever. And I was like, whatever. Um, They said the pesto (laughs) was delicious, very good, strong, fresh pesto. Um, Tasha was told when they were tasting the pastrami and cheese, Tasha, you are one hell of a baker. One hell of a bread baker, sorry. Um, Paul said stunning Never seen anything like that before. You understand bread and I like that. 
and then understand no bread and then what? no handshake yeah just wild did not get that at all swings and misses i don't know like well not misses really she she kind of hit all her targets didn't she and still didn't get a handshake boo don't know mm. maybe maybe they've already given out too many and they're like paul you've got to raid yourself Rain it back in <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the bakes mm-hmm. some big wins some pretty big fails yeah up and down up and down Plan favorite, yeah. so sarah before we get to who stayed and who went home and who mm. the star baker who is your flan favourite for the week? So I had a tie this week. Um, I just feel like we're not getting enough of any single person to really, like, tug on my heartstrings yet. I feel like we've still okay. got too many people. I mean, I feel like Josh was almost invisible this week. He's not my he's not my flan favourite. Um, but yeah. I would say that I had a tie between Abby because Flat Janice just made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and Saku, uh, there was a bit in the um, in the technical where Alison and Noel were asking Saku um, what her favourite jam was and she said, oh, blueberry. And Noel says to her, how often do you make blueberry jam? And Saku looked at him and he said, I don't make blueberry jam. I get it from the shops. Yes, Queen. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So, Saku and her jam, Abby and Flat Janice. Love it. Well, my flan favourite this week is Abby because not just for Flat Janice, which I also love Flat Janice, mm. um, but her attitude, even though she was so doing so bad. And she was pretty devo. Like, you could tell she was really devastated, but she just kept on being like, no, I can keep going. I can keep doing it. And at the end, she's like, even though you could tell she didn't get as far as she wanted to overall, she learned so much from it. She got so much out of it. And she went, this has been a rewarding experience. And that's what I want from Bake Off. Yes. You know, I want the bakers to go in and be like, this is something that, is once in a lifetime I get to come in and make cakes and do this sort of thing and make friends and maybe win a competition. But if not, I got to, you know, spend time just doing what I love and for people to appreciate. And that's why it's such a good show. Um, So I really think Abby just really embodied the spirit of Bake Off this week. And I think I'm really proud. I think she did great. Yeah. Anyway. So... Um, who was Star Baker? Uh, it was Tasha. Um, and that's Double two wing. weeks in a row. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Bam, bam. Yeah. I mean, she did pretty great. She came second in the technical. Mm-hmm. I think one of the top showstoppers between her and probably um, the dog, sorry, the tiger, Josh. Mm. And then she did pretty decent on her... Signature. Um, signature as well. So yep. all around she's doing great. And I love that moment where she was like, I need to stop doubting myself. Yeah. Like having I low expectations. Yeah. Like, just great. Love, love to see that kind of realization. Yep. Um, who went home? Uh, I mean, we sort of, we sort of 
Yeah, I think I, I ran and spoiled it. Um, but, but Abby, uh, Abby is going home and, and she quite sweetly said she was quite looking forward to getting back to her vegetables. Oh, I'm sure they've yeah. missed her too. Yeah, I'm sure they have. I bet she gives her vegetables the best love and care. Yes. Be very happy vegetables. Anyway. So that's it for the week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We always appreciate it when you do. Mm. If you'd like to find us, I am at Do You Even Bake Bro on Instagram. You can see what I'm cooking and I'll put up a photo of the bread that I'm about to pop in the oven. Brilliant. And Sarah, where can they find you? At Shalorena. For uh, no updates. <laughs> For no updates. I don't, I can't even remember when I last updated my, my Instagram. Uh, Otherwise, we'd like to thank Glengore Phillips for the music. Always appreciate it. Always going to use Glenn. it. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that's all. Next week is Chocolate Week. Ooh, Chocolate Week. This uh, is early turned, for Chocolate Week. Partner turned to me and said, Chocolate, how's that baking? And I said, it's a good question. It's a good question. It's a skill of a patissier. That's why it's considered baking. I will pass that on, Tasty. Thank you. You're welcome. And also just because, you know. Who doesn't fucking love a good chocolate? Who doesn't love a good chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, what's our pun of the week, Sarah? So I'm realising that most of these are probably going to be more play on words or, you know, dad jokes, but I I do have another one. Mm, Uh, This one I found on TikTok. You've heard of Pop-Tarts? No. Why are there no Mum-Tarts? Get out. Because of the pastryarchy. <laughs> oh. That's great. Oh. So good. Uh, and we're leaving. That's brilliant. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a good week and we'll talk to you soon because we're super fans. Yes, we are. Bye.